Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Oh, my God. Here we go. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Howdy, friends. It's Josh in battle today. How you doing, Battle? I am fantastic. A little jet lag, but I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? I'm fine. Let me ask you guys a question. Do things sound bad on the... I need I need a, an opinion here. Because honest to God, this place is a joke. Uh, for being honest, when it comes to the sound quality in this studio, and it's a joke. It's a total joke. Every day something else is broken. Do we sound bad right now, or is it just in my headphones? I don't know. I'm re video just to see on my end. I'm I'm genuinely curious. Do we sound hollow or anything? Because in my headphones, we sound terrible. It does. Like when I first heard this, it sounded like when you know we watched those old YouTube videos of like old legendary DJ air checks. That's what this sounds like. No, no, those sound considerably better than this. This sounds like we're in a, a can of some sort, like we're in a tin can. College radio? No, no, that sounds better. We are well below college radio. 615-737-1059. Can somebody tell me what the sound quality is on our microphones right now? I'm genuinely curious. Because it and, and listen, I know that we have a show to do, but now there's only one way to find out if this is just on our end or if it's on your end as well. Do we sound muffled and and almost distorted? Or is that just in my, uh, I guess in both of our headphones here, 615-737-1059, 615-737-1059. Let me see. Let me get some people on here and see what they think. 105.9 The Rock, hello. Hey, man, you guys sound fine on my end. Everything sounds fine? Li- We're not muffled or distorted or anything? Nope. Okay. I'm listening to the Elevate on Lewisburg. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, so maybe it's just on our end. 105.9 The Rock, hello. Hey, I think y'all sound just fine. Hey, well, hell, I guess, I, thanks, man. I guess it's just on our end. I'll do one more. 105.9 The Rock, hello. Yeah, y'all sound quality sounds good. All right, good. Josh is, scream, Josh is screaming and yelling and hollering just as usual. Right, well, you know what? That's how it works. All right, then. In fairness, I haven't done much screaming and yelling today. Not yet. Not yet. Hell, I don't know. What a mess. Here we go. Let's do some news. Go. 105.9 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on the Josh Innes Show. All righty. It is uh, brought to you by Donahue Chevrolet. Donahue Chevrolet. It was a great day of football yesterday. You got Joe Burrow going to uh, the Super Bowl. This guy is a god, I say. The kick is up. Yeah. It yeah. is good. Oh. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. So, uh, Joey B, baby, I wish I would have gotten in on that uh, when the playoffs started. I think they were plus 1,700 just to make the play, uh, the uh, Super Bowl. 
which means that they were, let's see, you bet 100 bucks, you would have won 1700 bucks on them just to make it to the Super Bowl if you were doing your betting that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe is just a god, man. And Mahomes, Mahomes screwed me pretty good yesterday. I had him to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Dude disappeared in the second half. Just absolutely poof and, this, and, the, and then it went to overtime and I'm thinking oh my god it's a miracle then they got the coin toss and I thought oh my god it's a miracle I only need 25 yards and then the dweeb throws a damn interception anyway so uh, Mahomes screwed me pretty good you know what else screwed me yesterday so the Rams they advance mm-hmm. and I had a parlay that included their tight end Tyler Higby who got hurt in the first quarter uh, if Higby doesn't get hurt, he was well on his way to hitting his number, and I would hit a pretty large parlay because the other three legs of it hit. Uh, but that dweeb got hurt, so it cost me. So there were a couple of big blows, I say. Uh, but um, so that was Joe Burrow yesterday, and then the Rams. Uh, they got a win last night, so it's going to be the Rams and the Bengals, just like everybody thought it was going to be four months ago. The Rams and the Bengals should be a fun game to watch. I would think so, and I think Joe's got a shot to win that bad boy. And I like Matt Stafford too. Like I have nothing against Matt Stafford, so good for him, man. Uh, you know, he, he spent all those years in Detroit, and he was a good player, but he had a crappy team around him, and. Now he's got some players around him, and he's making huge plays. I won with him yesterday. I took him to throw for 300 yards, and he did. He came through for me in a big way. So Him and Jimmy G came in big for me yesterday. Look at that. So. I know. I, I did a parlay where it was Jimmy G throwing over a 169, Stafford over 229, and then Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel to score anytime. Well, look at you. Boom. I mean, you went out there, and you set the world on fire. I did. The other thing that set the world on fire yesterday was halftime of the first game. And uh, the halftime of the first game, that dweeb Walker Hayes was performing that god-awful Applebee's song. I don't think that song's ever going to go away. And it just drowned out the entire halftime show. This is halftime report, the official five-speed network of the NFL Hayes. He's got time filled, and he's burning them. And nobody thought, you know, hey, we're right next to a speaker. Maybe we should move. Or the people with the speakers never thought, hey, maybe we should put this somewhere else. It was just the perfect storm of disaster for them on that broadcast. And same thing with the national anthems, too. I think, what was it, Brandy or Ashanti, their mac- their microphone was going in and out, in and out the entire time. It was not. I think it was Ashanti. Yeah. Because Ashanti's fine as hell. So, And I missed that. Uh, I didn't see Ashanti. And uh, and Jilly says, hey, Ashanti sang the National Anthem. She knows my affinity for Ashanti. She is thicker than a snicker, and I, like I enjoy that. her a lot. So uh, there you go. So we got a lot of stuff to get into today. But first things first, kiddos. We got to get the lead out. Get the lead out every day at 6 o'clock, thanks to Jersey Oven Bagels and mm-hmm. Mount mm-hmm. Juliet. Let's go. The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Josh Ennis show. The doctor died over the weekend. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? We all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. Because I got the healing prescription from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. I'm talking about your 50,000 watt intensive care unit, babies. It's Howard Hessman. Uh, of course, Dr. Johnny Fever. He was also on head of the class. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered. 
name of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKR. I choose to believe the Bengals won for the doctor. Maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, Howard Hessman, the doctor. And I think that uh, the dude that played Herb Tarlick died last year, I think. So I'm trying to think of who's still alive from that show. The big man is dead, Arthur Carlson. He died a long time ago. I think that uh, Herb is dead now, and Dr. Johnny Fever is dead. Um, Lonnie Anderson's face is dead. Uh, I think that Jan Smithers, who played Bailey, is still alive. And I think that I think Les Nessman is still alive as well. I'm not sure on that, but uh, but that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, and it, it doesn't come on TV anywhere anymore. It's a shame. All my favorite shows that coach they pulled coach off of uh, uh, off of me TV or antenna TV it used to come on at 10 o'clock at night every night. So I'd watch two episodes of it before I went to sleep. Coach isn't on there anymore. You can't find WKRP anywhere anymore. You would think that they'd have that kind of like nostalgic channel of those shows. Just well, they non-stop. do. They have like three of them. I'm just saying those two shows are not on those channels. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not on there. That's what's upsetting. But anyway, Josh and his show more rock and roll on the way. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh and his show. Trending on Twitter right now is Springsteen because of uh, his guitarist, Nils, Niles Lofgren. I don't care. I don't really like Bruce Springsteen. And Joni Mitchell is trending. All these former anti-establishment people are now establishment. Good for them. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Ennis Show. It is Josh in Battle today. I mentioned that if you look across the internet, you've got Springsteen trending, and it's not because of Bruce Springsteen. It's because of uh, his guitar player who is pulling his music from Spotify uh, over Joe Rogan. First of all, I didn't like. listen, I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I think he's one of those fake everyman guys that has probably gotten rich off the backs of guys who think he's a rich every, or he's just like an everyman type of guy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's not. And he'd probably hate you politically, if I had to guess, because he's a political loon a lot of the time. Same with a lot of these people. They're clearly political lunatics. That's why they're pulling their music off of Spotify, because some guy has his own opinion about how he's going to handle his body for COVID. So they're clearly loons. Uh, but he's trending because he's pulling his music, which I didn't know existed, uh, off of Spotify. So is Joni Mitchell. Uh, she goes along with, uh, who was the OG to pull the music? Who Neil was the, Young. Neil Young. Neil, or Barry Manilow's gone, too. No, he's not. No, Barry he's Manilow's not. people came out Friday and said that that's not true. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, th- that's what we're looking at right now. Um, I don't know, man. These people are just nuts. It's, it's hysterical. Now, Joe Rogan who is still on Spotify, and I don't think they're going to pull him. Uh, Joe Rogan has responded to all these people. No uh, no hard feelings towards Neil Young, and definitely no hard feelings towards Joni Mitchell. I love her, too. I love her music. And he's handling it the right way. There you go. I mean, these people are just attacking him, viciously attacking him across media and other places. Why? Because the guy has his own thoughts? These same people got rich off of having their own thoughts and music mm-hmm. and being anti-authority and anti-politicians and anti-government and having a voice, and now they're just complete shills for these politicians. Well, 
now they've rolled out a new rule for Joe Rogan's podcast and any type of music on that on that platform. Did what you is see it? that? What is it? So they're putting out if it's certain type of content, they're labeling it as dangerous content. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says the new rule stated. Don't promote violence, incite hatred, harass, or engage in any other behavior that may place at risk or serious physical harm or death. And they're putting that before songs, podcasts, anything on their website, if it's dangerous content. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you could then deem dangerous content, right? Yeah. There's a lot of songs, a lot of uh, podcasts. There's a lot of news people, media outlets, because if inciting violence and everything else is part of it, then I guess you have to put that label uh, on all of it. Um, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how Joe Rogan is somehow the most dangerous person in the on the planet. Here's the reality of it: Joe Rogan is more powerful than most of these people. His podcast has billions of downloads, and people listen to it. I also don't believe that people listen to what Joe Rogan says and takes it at gospel either. No one listens and says, "Well, Joe Rogan says he's not vaccinated. That I'm not getting vaccinated because Joe Rogan said it." Like, I'm vaccinated. I listen to Joe Rogan. So I think the problem, the biggest issue I have is that these people who are trying to silence guys like Joe Rogan are, A, upset because their power is waning, whether it be a politician, whether it be a mainstream media news outlet, right, like a mm-hmm. CNN or a Fox. Like, these people don't like when someone like Joe Rogan has more power than they do, has more clout, uh, has more influence, most importantly, than they do. So what you end up with here is they're trying to do anything they can to bring him down, and then they spin it as, well, he is dangerous and he is his audience is following everything he says. That's bogus. It's completely bogus. People make their own decisions. They enjoy listening to the guy. He brings on different people with different opinions who, by the way, are doctors, by the way, are scientists. He didn't just bring on the dweeby rednecks or something like that. <laughs> no, like, there, there's insightful name, stuff on there. My name, uh, my name's Earl. Uh, I'm, uh, I run a church out of my trailer, and I'm going to tell you why, why the COVID's. I'm going to tell you why it's all a scam. Well, okay, he ain't putting those type of people on. He's having legitimate scientist doctor people on. It's obvious why they're going after Joe Rogan. They're going after Joe Rogan because he is more influential than they are, and they do not like it. It almost feels calculated the way this thing is going down. So uh, I'm on his side. People should be able to get on, say what they believe, and we can assume that people can use their brain and deductive reasoning and come up with uh, their own ideas, right? We assume people can do that. It's so Josh Ennis Show. Eagles. Heartache tonight. 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Josh Ennis Show. It's Josh in battle with you today. Great weekend of football. The football games have been freaking outstanding the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, they have. There had been one bad game. Even the games where you say, oh, this is going to be a bad game. Like it was 21-3 uh, to in that Chiefs game. Then the Chiefs, uh, they give up a score late. They're going down. They're trying to put on, uh, put some points on the board, maybe put the game away. They fail at the two-yard line, so they don't score points. Then they come out in the second half and do nothing. Joe Burrow and the boys start to put it together. Just a really amazing uh, last two weeks of football. It's been stupid how good the football has been the last two weeks. Uh, it's funny, after that the divisional round, you say to yourself, how the hell can they top that? How can they, they, they have it better? Right. And I wouldn't say that this weekend topped it. I don't think these games were as good. Uh, they didn't end in walk-off fashion like the games did last week for the most part. One of them did, obviously. The Bengals game did. The second one didn't. There was a, an interception that ended the, the Rams game. But 
you're talking, what would that be, uh, four games, five games, however many games it's been in a row that have just been great football games, man. I Just fun. And it, like you'd almost think it's fake. You almost think it's scripted. Like somehow I got a text from a friend of mine during the game after the, uh, the, the Bengals game. So this has to be fake. This has to be scripted. There's no way the NFL can produce this many amazing contests in a row that are dramatic and down to the wire and fun that keep your attention mm-hmm. you know, like that they have without it being fake. I am now conspiracy theory guy as it relates to uh, the NFL. I'm conspiracy theory guy. I think the whole damn thing is fixed. I think it's all rigged. You knew this was going to happen? The Bengals are going to go to the Super Bowl? No, that's not what I mean, Battle. What I'm saying is these games are so interesting and so amazing that like, there's no other way to, to, to figure it out or, or to, to, to sum it up other than they're scripting these. Because you go to the, the college football playoff. Virtually every game sucks in the college football playoff every year. You get to the NFL playoffs, you watch these divisional round games, they're spectacular. The best weekend of football ever was last weekend. They come back this weekend, have another amazing weekend of football. There's no way, and the way these games go, the way that they're back and forth, and the way one team is up big, then the Bengals rally. Or, you know, or there's these amazing plays and drama. That's the only solution. The only solution is that it's all fake. Every bit of it. We're all being played. It is all scripted. We are watching a television program. That's the only logical explanation for why football has been so damn great the last couple of weeks. It's like wrestling. It's just like wrestling. The outcomes are predetermined in football. There's no doubt in my mind that we are watching predetermined outcomes because the drama is just too damn good. Since you're believing in the uh, the hype of this, do you think the Super Bowl goes into overtime and the Bengals get another interception to win the Super Bowl? I don't I don't know if it's going to be the Bengals or not. I don't know who the hell they want to win the games. I don't know that they've gotten together and decided who's going to win the games yet. But it's going to go to overtime. Week. It's going to go to overtime. I don't know who they want to win the damn game. All I'm telling you is it will be predetermined before it happens. And they will have every little piece of it scripted out in some way. You are right. It is like wrestling. That's the only logical explanation for being able to see nonstop amazing football games the way we've seen nonstop amazing football games the last two weeks. Every game down to the wire, uh, uh, most of them ending on a walk-off play, whether it be a kick or a touchdown pass. And even the one that didn't end in a walk-off ended with a, a, a sack that led to a wacky interception. I mean, everything was dramatic and amazing. And the only explanation is it's fake, and we are watching a scripted television show that has predetermined outcomes. That's the only thing. Because nothing can be this damn good. Nothing. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. Bon Jovi. Live at the Bridgestone Arena April 30th. Listen weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. with The Josh Innes Show and 4, 10 p.m. with Big Rig for your chance to win tickets. More info at 1059therock.com. Bon Jovi from 1059 The Rock. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Rock. Friends, hello. It's the Josh Innes Show. 
Josh in battle today. Great weekend of football. Johnny Fever died over the weekend. So that's a uh, that's a big one. See, these glasses I wear, when I got them, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine in Houston who does uh, really safety glasses, prescription safety glasses, but they also branch out and do regular prescription glasses, Ray-Bans, you know, all that type of stuff, Maui Gym, all those. And um, one day we were drunk on Twitch, and he was a sponsor of the show at the time, and I asked him, Hey, could you make me some Dr. Johnny Fever type glasses? I said, yep, I'm on it. And sure enough, that's where these glasses came from. I did it as a goof. I wasn't really going to wear them. Then I started wearing them, and they're the only glasses I wear. Before moving here, I used to wear like horn rim black glasses, you know, Bobby Bones looking yeah, glasses, yeah, yeah. you know? And I used to wear those all the time. And then I started wearing these. And they became kind of almost a trademark as part of my my slovenly look I, with my gym shorts and my hoodie and my Dr. Johnny Fever glasses. But that's where the, the idea for this came from. And what's funny is these are actually safety glasses. Real? Oh, I, I just assumed they're regular glasses. No, they're not They're not real. Like I mean, they're glasses and they can cover your face and, I mean, your eyes and everything else. But no, they're actually safety glasses. Those are pretty sweet safety glasses. I know, right? So, uh, but when I when I wanted them made, I said, "Make me look like Johnny Fever." You got Johnny, Doctor Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? <laughs> we all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. One oh five nine, The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on the finish show. One of the most underrated shows of all time is WKRP in Cincinnati. Speaking of Cincinnati, the Bengals won one for Dr. Johnny Fever yesterday, and they're going to the Super Bowl because Joe Burrow is God. But Super anyway, Joe. What else you got today, Battle? So I, I'm kind of digging this. Uh, so a lot of uh, you sports leagues are having issues getting referees and umpires and all this other stuff because parents are a-holes. Parents and are Neanderthals. When yes. It, it's amazing. Normally docile people go to a, a kid's sporting event, and before you know it, they're fighting with the poor dweeb that's getting paid $30 to umpire the baseball game. Right, and I used to do that, and parents were brutal. I used to coach parents are brutal if your kid doesn't get to play. So all this other stuff. So this is something really cool that I, I will get behind this. So Tennessee lawmakers are considering a bill that would create a specific penalty for assaulting a sports official. Uh, that could be a Class A misdemeanor or a Class E felony, depending on the severity of the assault. I guess the thing that's weird to me is why are they any more special than anyone? They're just you know the dweeb that decided to get paid thirty dollars to go be the umpire in the baseball game. Like, I like people are jerks. I don't know that it should be any greater punishment because they're yelling or trying to start a fight with a, a, a little league referee as opposed to just a normal person. I feel as if like you they consider these referees as officials. I guess. Like, as I do the finger quotes. Um, but y- you look at it and it's like it's attacking just a normal person, so you still have to arrest them if they throw punches well, or whatnot. Sure, but, but like I don't know but that it giving be a, a little severe. bit more penalty. See, I see I disagree with that too. I, I I, I'm fine with it being treated like a normal scenario, but these guys aren't cops. They're not, you know, uh, 
politicians. I mean, they're, yeah. they're nobody with any real authority. A lot of sometimes they're just someone's dad who said yes to being the umpire behind home plate. Now that's on a lower level. As you get higher into high school and stuff, these are people who get paid probably a little bit more than right. that, not a ton. And yeah, they take a, a beating, but they also know, and I mean that in a, a figurative sense and sometimes a literal sense. But they they take a beating from from parents a lot of the time. But I don't think they should get some sort of treatment where getting into an altercation with them is a greater penalty than it would be if you're just fighting with some guy in the stands at a baseball game or something like some drunk guy that like you show me that video of you at the wrestling match mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you know some guy throws a beer and the other guy gets ticked and they want to throw hands. I mean, it should be no different. You know, I, I don't because like I don't believe that little league refs or, or little league umpires are some great authority figures. You know what I'm saying? Like I, they're they're dudes that that umpire little league baseball games. It shouldn't be a greater punishment to sock one of them in the face than it would be if I just walked up to you and socked you in the face. Right, and I get what you're saying there, and I feel as if like this this is a good step forward. Uh, just for those officials, because I mean they're they're taking the time out of their day to do this stuff, and like you said, they're not getting paid everybody, much. Everybody, everybody but, takes time out of their day to do stuff. But at the same time, it's like they're out there, and you look at these officials, and they're considered city employees as much as people How? don't because they're working for either like Gallatin or Sumner or Davidson. Like they have to go through the state to get paid to do this stuff. Really? Yeah, like when I was umpiring in Hendersonville, it was Drake's Creek. I would have to get paid to the state, and I had to go to City Hall every week to get my paycheck. Listen, because you're a part of the city. And if I were at this ball game, if this were to pass, and I were at this ball game, and you made a bad call, and I walk up and sock you in the face, it's a more severe penalty than if I just socked you in the face if you weren't an umpire. Exactly. That is stupid. There and it, it's you're gonna, a freaking little league umpire. But you have no authority. You're a nobody. You're a guy that has a day job and then comes out to make a couple extra bucks umpiring a softball game. So that that's the key right now is they're they're waiting to pass it. But it you're going to either get a class A misdemeanor or a class E felony. Just it all depends on how severe. Like you see some of these fights where the refs are just knocked completely out. But I also don't know what the the punishment is if it's not an umpire. Like is, is it a felony? I imagine if you just attack somebody in the street. You know, it's probably a felony if I had to guess. You're just walking around, bam, you punch some guy because you don't like the look of him. I imagine that's a felony. You attack the guy. Yeah. I don't know. I just I. What, like I, at times I feel bad for these umpires and stuff because these fans, I say fans, these parents are unruly and some of them are dweebs and some of them are, are entitled. I totally get that. I mean, we're talking about umpires like they're the Pope or a cop or something like, whoa, for hey, you don't mess with a, a little league umpire or there or, you know, you might go to jail. Like, I mean, like that, pump the brakes a little on that. That's a bit much. I mean. You're, doing, you're making a couple extra bucks to go umpire a beer league softball game. Let's eh, let's pump the brakes a bit. Those do get pretty brutal, though. I get that, but still, <laughs> you made the choice to do it. So, Josh in his show. Hey, Tom Brady might retire. We don't know if he is for sure because he hasn't said anything. And as his dad said, hey, Tommy hasn't said anything. But Tom Brady may retire. You'll hear some audio on that coming up after ACDC. Yeah, so Saturday was a uh, a big to-do whenever the world thought Tom Brady was retiring. ESPN said he's mm-hmm. retiring. Uh, I believe his own company's website said he's retiring. But yeah. Tom Brady has not said he's retiring. And his uh, dad has not said he's retiring. So it is not official until Tom Brady makes it so. So I'm not going to run with this whole Tom Brady's retired angle. Now, I do believe that it got out there for some reason. And I, I don't think ESPN is running with it if they didn't have something solid. 
unless you know Tom's trolling them in some way and just feeding them bad information on right. purpose, which I don't think he would do. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, the the could be the end of the road for old Tom Brady. See you later. I, it, I felt weird when I initially heard it because in the last couple of years, I mean, Drew Brees retired. It wasn't that long ago that Peyton Manning retired. It's longer ago than these guys, obviously. It's been five, six years, whatever it's been. But you know, Manning retiring, Brady retiring, Eli retiring, Philip Rivers retiring. I, I'm starting to feel old now. I'm 35, and these were the guys that – Ben Roethlisberger just retired. Yeah. These are all the guys that are the quarterbacks of my youth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tom Brady – when Tom Brady came into the league, I was 14 years old. You know, when Drew Brees came into the league, I was 14 years old. When Roethlisberger came into the league, I was about 18 years old. So, you know, it, it, you feel like almost a part of your youth dies when these guys who you watched when you were truly – uh, blindly passionate about sports. Right. Not now where it's like a business interest or a money interest or whatever it is. Uh, you know, Back then you just watch it because you love ball. You love football. You love basketball. You love these sports. So you watch it. You didn't pay attention to salary caps or anything else. You just loved it. And these are guys that were the big dogs when I was a kid and loved it. And now they're all going away. And if Tom Brady's out... I mean, that's pretty much all of them. I mean, that that's that big core the group elites. of core, that, that's that core group of elite quarterbacks of that 2000s era, all pretty much gone. I mean, Roethlisberger hung it up, I guess, on Friday. Uh, but yeah, Roethlisberger out. Brady, if he's out. Uh, Breeze last year. Eli a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Peyton five or six years ago. Uh, Philip Rivers last year. All these guys are just gradually going away, and it makes me feel um, old. Old. It You're does. that guy that now says, I remember that game where, yeah, where Drew old. Brees did this and the onside I kick. Yeah, yeah I, that's how I feel, though. I feel old when I see these guys. And I'm sad in a way. Not that I'm some huge Tom Brady fan. I'm not a Patriots fan or anything like that. I root for the Saints. So uh, I'm not some you know Brady lover or hater or anything. I'm indifferent on Tom Brady. But it, it made me somewhat sad because... He is the best quarterback of the last 20 years and maybe the best of all time. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone who is the best of all time at something goes away, it's a huge deal. It changes the landscape of everything. When Michael hung it up in the NBA for the second time, I guess, when he was officially just donezo, that's a a, a monumental moment. That yeah. is a new era, right? Uh, I, I was sad when Joe Montana retired from the Chiefs in 1994 uh, I was a kid. My mom's a huge Chiefs fan, so she's having a really rough day today. But growing up, we uh, we rooted for the Chiefs. We lived in Montana, so and they were big Denver Broncos people in Montana. So you'd watch Elway versus Montana, and they'd go back and forth for those two years when when Montana was in Kansas City, and those were epic games. There was an epic Monday Night Football game between the two of them. When uh, Montana retired, I was about eight years old. I just sat there and I sobbed at school. I'm like, oh, my God, it's over. Like when there's great players that go, and I'm talking game change, not just good football players, but like franchise-altering, league-altering, five-time Super Bowl champion-type guys leave, it is a huge deal. It was. So, so if Brady actually does retire, uh, that is a uh, that's a huge deal. Also got this message from Caleb who says, love the Pink Floyd song, Bring Back John Boy and Billy. Oh, nice. So, uh, good news for you is John Boy and Billy are coming back March 1st. So, everybody enjoy it while you can. John Boy and Billy, March 1st. And uh, also, uh, they are going to play nothing but Pink Floyd when they're on the air. So, Caleb, we're programming the radio station for you, bud. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. Hey, how you doing, man? 
good. What's up? Hey, I'll take a request. Sure, why not? Hey, how about a little Bob Six Fire Lake? You know what? I'll play that for you. Sounds good to me, man. What's your name? Till Hill. Hey, appreciate you, brother. I'll play that for you. Love that song, Fire Lake. Bob Seger. I see that uh, St. Louis is trending. I'm looking at Twitter this morning. St. Louis is twen- uh, trending. Why is St. Louis trending? Well, because the Rams are going to the Super Bowl again. And, of course, the owner of the Rams is a Missouri guy who took the team from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And now the people in St. Louis uh, are rooting for the Bengals, of course. Here's the hypocrisy in all of this, though. The hypocrisy in all of this is that St. Louis, and I'm a Cardinals fan, by the way, St. Louis got its two NFL football teams by taking them from another city. Now, it might not have been as devilish and terrible as their own local guy buying the team and then moving them to Los Angeles and screwing the city over. Okay, that is what it is. But the Cardinals football team came to St. Louis from Chicago Then it went to Phoenix after it was in St. Louis. Then the Rams came from Los Angeles to come to St. Louis. So everybody that bitches that somebody came in and stole their team, well, a lot of these cities stole their team too. That's how teams get them. Unless you get an expansion franchise, most teams were stolen, if you want to quote-unquote say stolen, from another city. That's the way these things work, right? The Titans are here because Bud Adams said F you to uh to Houston. You know, very few of these teams that come about now, you don't get too many expansion teams anymore. You get relocation. So I don't necessarily feel bad for St. Louis, being that St. Louis stole two football teams to get them and then lost them. Josh Ennis show. 615 737 1059. That is the number if you want to get in. How about some Aerosmith? Angel. Love this song. You've got it on the rock. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Josh and his show. Josh in battle today. Aerosmith and Angel. Glad you're with us. Would you like to hear Cher sing the theme from the Golden Girls? Well, you're getting it anyway. You can see the full performance tonight. Oh, boy. Tonight's the Betty White special. Oh, boy, that's exciting. (laughs) That is exciting. And what's the thing? I've seen Cher like five times. Cher is one of those interesting ones, too, because I know that Cher would hate me as a person. So it's a weird dynamic, you know? Yeah. When you get one of those dynamics where a person is... You like politically, right? Like I am, I am apolitical. Like I am, I'm, I'm not Republican, Democrat, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't label myself as anything in that way. So this is not how I operate. But a lot of these celebrities, they are all in bed with one side, and we know what side that side is. So even if you have a couple of uh, different opinions from theirs, they'll probably hate you. More than likely, they will hate you. So when I hear Cher, and I see her social media, and by the way. 
she is not good at sending out tweets. Her tweets look like my dad's Facebook. It's weird, and there's random periods and exclamation all points. The in the, and it's always in all caps. Like, straight up old person move. The tweet, the entire tweet is in all caps. Let me see if I can find an example. But yes, like her tweets are very weird, and they're very... Um, and they're very uh, in caps. They're just very capitalized is what they are. And uh, she's uh, most of the time. And she's very passionate and very angry. And she would hate me. Without a doubt, Cher would hate me. And that hurts me a little bit because I've spent so much money seeing Cher. I mean, I've seen her four times, five times. Oh, wow. And I, I mean, I saw I saw her in Vegas. Uh, last, I think last time I saw Cher was in Vegas. And uh, this nice gay couple in front of me was having a great time. And I think one of the gay men was into me a little bit. And I'm like, no, I'm not into that. But his boyfriend didn't, or his partner, uh, he didn't buy that. I mean, he thought I was a threat in some way. I'm like, chief, look, I'm here with my, my lady here. I am not going to make sexes with your boyfriend over here. I have no interest. I will dance and have a nice time because it's a share show. That's what you do at the share show. But I, I have no interest in making man love to your to your partner, your boyfriend, your husband, whatever. But this guy was salty. He was giving me the stank eye, and I'm like, well, if I'm hot enough for you to be threatened, then I guess I'm doing something right, Chief. The Josh Innes Show. 105.9 The Rock. Bon Jovi, live at the Bridgestone Arena, April 30th. Listen weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. with The Josh Innes Show and 4, 10 p.m. with Big Rig for your chance to win tickets. More info at 1059therock.com. She's a little runaway. Bon Jovi from 1059 The Rock. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh and his show. It's Josh and Battle. News coming up, including Brady stuff and Puxatawney Phil. Mont the Hoople! WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. I forgot to mention that coming in about 10 minutes, we have Bon Jovi tickets. Mm-hmm. And we have those all week long. I want to so. be a rock star like Bon Jovi. Dude has to, he's only touring for April and that's it. I mean, I think we would all like to be like Bon Jovi. Well, I, one, I, I want to be like old school Bon Jovi, though. Like current Bon Jovi is too much like like soccer someone, mom. He's like a soccer mom that's like driving kids to school in the morning. He's like, hey, who wants uh, dad to cut the crust off of their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches today? Sits at home and drinks wine and catches up on his soap operas. Yeah, I mean, and I get that you can't you know do it forever. I, I you can't do slippery when wet and have the big hair and everything forever. But I got disappointed. Like, 2000's Bon Jovi really just disappoints me. Was that uh, when he did the stuff with Sugarland? Yeah, I mean, this. yes, this this okay. this century he has done stuff yeah. with Sugarland, yes. But, like, there's a song called This House Is Not For Sale. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard, and it disappoints me because I really enjoy Bon Jovi, but man, he's pumped out. So, like, you, you're referring to who says you can't go yeah. home, right? It is a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful song. I mean, it is so bad. It is such a bad. It was bad when it was just Bon Jovi by himself. 
it got worse with Jennifer Nettles. It is so bad. But anyway, we're giving away those tickets here in a few minutes. I spent 20 years trying to get out of this place. I was looking for something I couldn't <laughs> And I understand that people grow and you can't, you know, I, I understand it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I like it. Over under, does he play that song at the show in April? Yes. First of all, that's and not brings an over- out Jennifer Nettles. That's not an over under, but yes, he will play that song. He will not bring out Jennifer Nettles, but he will sing that song. It's such a bad. It's so. Oh, it's crap. Who says you can't go? Who but everybody says- sings it though when it comes on. That's fine. I sing a lot of songs that are crap. This is crap. That's all. Anyway, we're giving away Bon Jovi tickets. We're doing that at 810, and we're doing that at 810 every day this week. So you want to be listening. He will also perform songs you actually enjoy on top of performing that song. 105.9 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on the Josh Innes Show. All right, what do you have today, Battle? Well, over the weekend, of course, we've talked about it. Everybody's saying Tom Brady's retiring. His people are saying that he's not retiring. Well, uh, there are reports that he is due a 50 million dollar bonus on Friday but if he retires before that he doesn't get it which is why everybody says he's not retiring until this weekend well that's a smart move I mean hey if you get 15 million just to say you know hey hey nothing wrong with that mm-mm. I, I gotta look okay I'm looking at the set list for bond in his last tour here's one from 2000 so 2021 in April so about eight months ago whatever it is nine months ago in New Jersey Let's see. Beautiful drug. Do what you can. You give love a bad name. Born to be my baby. Limitless. We weren't born to follow. Roller coaster. Like, I'll be honest with you. The first eight songs of this set list sucks. <laughs> like, if we're being completely honest, like. None of it's. Uh, like, I'm, I'm li- like, okay, so you got born to be my baby. That's good. You give love a bad name. Those, those are two strong ones, right? Right. But uh, some of these I don't even know. And then right in the middle of it, who says you can't go home? All right, mm-hmm. let it rain. Don't know what that is. It's my life. I know that story mm-hmm. of love. No idea what that is. I'll be there for you. I know what that is. This house is not for sale. Arguably worse than who says you can't go home. That's on there. Have a nice day. Keep the faith. Bad medicine. Living on a prayer. I, I get it. he's had a long career. The '90s Bon Jovi, basically 1996. Until now, has been it's pretty forgettable Bon Jovi music, but there seems to be a lot of that in there that disappoints me. Anyway, what else you got? So, oh, by the uh, way, we are giving away Bon Jovi tickets at eight ten today. F- fear not. So, uh, if PETA had their way, Groundhog Day would have a new mascot. It will be no longer Poxitani Phil. Uh, they are now thinking that they should switch to a tree. So the ma- so are they going to pull a tree out of a hole? Like how are they, they- so- is a tree going to see a shadow? What is going to so happen? So they are wanting to switch Poxitani Phil mm-hmm. to a uh, persimmon tree. A what? A persimmon tree? I have no idea. I don't know about uh, trees. I have no idea either. But uh, they said that the persimmon seeds are said to predict the weather correctly about a quarter of the time, whereas Phil has no idea what the weather will be. At oh, least. you mean to he's tell not me- telling in ways humans Whoa, can interpret? Oh no, you mean to tell me that the groundhog doesn't predict the weather? No, <laughs> you don't say, Peta. I mean, how? I mean, how? 
I mean, breaking news. We have a big, we have an update, kiddos. Puxatawney Phil does not really predict whether or not there's six more weeks of winter. Whoa, PETA. Whoa, look at what you've done. <laughs> it's crazy. Because, I mean, it's a fun thing to watch, but it's like, yeah, that that's not going to, it's not going to predict anything. No. And I, I like, here's the thing. And I say this about a lot of stuff PETA gets involved in. They don't know that Puxatawney Phil doesn't want to be part of that. Maybe he enjoys the celebrity status. You don't know. Everybody talks about these mascots. Like, well, what about like the live uh, buffalo in Colorado? Maybe that live buffalo in Colorado really likes it. On the other hand, maybe he hates it. He's a buffalo. He should be out there doing what buffalo do. Rome, from what I understand. That's what he should be doing. So I don't know. I'm very torn on these things because I don't want to agree with anything PETA says because I think they're lunatics. But on the other hand... I see live mascots all the time, like Mike the Tiger at Louisiana State University. He lives in a $3 million habitat. It's Mm -hmm. $3 million. It's this gorgeous habitat, and they feed him raw meat and everything every day, and his life does not suck. However, he is a tiger, and tigers should be out in the jungle and on the prowl. Now, on one hand, you're completely safe. You're never going to end up attacked by anything else. But on the other hand, you're a a tiger. You're probably going to do most of the attacking. Yeah. So And you don't get to live that life. So I'm very torn on those things. Same with the zoo. I hate zoos. Jilly loves the zoo. Oh, look at all the animals. Yeah, they're being held captive here. They think that lion wants to just lay here with his lady lion all damn day? No, he wants to be out in the jungle pouncing on gazelles and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to be doing, but he doesn't know that because he's never gotten to experience that life. And that, that's kind of what PETA also says in their, in their letter. They said for the rest of the year, he's forced to live in a library habitat that doesn't allow him to do anything that's natural and important to him. See, I, I hate agreeing with them to a degree. But, but I don't I, know, a tree I, is... Probably not, but there's probably some vegetarian angry about that. I don't know. Anyway, Josh Ennis Show, Van Halen. Let's finish what you started. Bon Jovi tickets next. 105, nine the rock. Nashville's classic rock, Josh in his show. Baby, come on. I still love this audio of uh, the halftime show getting drowned out by Walker Hayes. As a halftime report, the official five feet network of the NFL for Rise. And I'm James Brown. As we welcome singer-songwriter Walker Hayes. He's got time filled and he's burning them. Uh, that's terrible. Like, at what point do you say, let's just throw it back? I mean, I, I don't. Do you just say, hey, we're going to go to a commercial break? Or, I don't know. Hey, my girl is banging. She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne. Popping and claiming. Take her to win. Can't keep her off. She want to dip me like them fries in a frosty. But every now and then, yeah, when we're I get away paid, Jovi I got to go, my baby, but enough. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. That's a Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. All right, so. Like Natty in the 615-737-1059. We're going to get your tickets now. Call now and you'll get them. Good luck. 
The Josh Innes Show. 105.9 The Rock. Tuesday, March 22nd, the iHeartRadio Music Awards return live on Fox. Honoring the musicians you love. Join us as we celebrate the biggest artists and songs you've listened to over the past year on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio Music Awards. Nominees include The Foo Fighters, Billie Eilish, Imagine Dragons, Pretty Reckless, 21 Pilots, and that's just the beginning. The biggest stars from pop, hip-hop, country, alternative, rock, R&B, Latin music, and more. All sorts of formats, all sorts of styles. Find a full list of nominees and start voting for your favorites now at iHeartRadio.com slash awards. Shout out to our fans for voting for this. Let's go! The countdown is officially on to our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Here 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Ennis Show. It is Josh in Battle today. According to a website, 60% of younger men are attracted to... What are they attracted to? Yeah! Our beautiful lovers. I said older women. They understand. I've been around some. And I have discovered... That older women know just how to please a man. Says uh, there are four main reasons why younger men are attracted to uh, older women. Mature women have more experience when it comes to everyday life. They are often achievers with advanced experience in their work field and career. Older women have often found their way in the world and how uh, and know how to be self-sufficient and independent. That's true. And they have refined their personalities and social skills, often leaving them more self-assured and confident. That is true. Older women. I've been around some, and I have discovered that older women know just how to please a man. Yeah one of my favorite categories on the hub my wife's technically older than me just not by much mine's uh older than me by i think like four years look at you four or five talking to you reba that's your girl remember that reba i know that older women are beautiful lovers and your husband is unappealing Sixty percent of us love you, ladies. And I have discovered that older women know just how to please a man. One more time. Older women, older women are beautiful lovers. They understand. Then there's some guy that's sixty right now. Like I disagree with this. <laughs> Because older women to me are in a <laughs> in a walker, so I totally disagree with your assessment. Josh in a show, we love older women. They're beautiful lovers. And they move in mysterious ways. Uh, glad you guys are with us this morning. Got to have a feel-good story coming up for you. Going to have a good day. On this Monday, you too. 105.9 The Rock. It's the Josh Innes Show. And we're going to have a good day. All right, let's look at some of these. 
A 16-year-old kid near Philadelphia, his name is Corey Hemberger, he saved two young kids who fell through an icy pond last week. He was out playing hockey when he heard the first kid fall in. Then the kid's friend tried to save him, and he fell in too. So what did Corey do? Well, our friend Corey got as close as he could get to the kids who were uh, in the the ice, in the water, Mm -hmm. and used his hockey stick to pull the kids out. So good job, Corey. Sticking with ice, four ice fishermen in Vermont saved a deer that got caught on a frozen lake. The deer was exhausted and couldn't get its footing because it had been out there for hours. So they managed to wrangle it, then put it on a sled and got it back to shore. The fishermen said it turned a bad day of fishing into a good day overall. That's nice. And one more that will make you feel nice. A two-year-old in Texas saved his parents and four siblings from a fire. This month, their smoke alarms didn't go off. And the parents couldn't smell the smoke because they were recovering from the Rona. So the kid ran in. He's two years old, mind you. Ran in and woke up his mom saying, hot mama, hot. And it woke the parents up. They got the parents and the siblings out. And everybody was okay. That's awesome. That is nice. Good job, two-year-old child. My two-year-old would have never done that. Nope. Your two-year-old would have been the one that set the house on fire. More than likely, yes. <laughs> and would have enjoyed it. All right, Josh Dennis Show. Going to have a good day. Brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. The Josh Ennis Show. 105.9 The Rock. Bon Jovi. Live at the Bridgestone Arena, April 30th. Listen weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. with The Josh Innes Show and 4, 10 p.m. with Big Rig for your chance to win tickets. More info at 1059therock.com. Bon Jovi from 105.9 The Rock. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh. Bill 59, The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Hello, friends. Welcome in. It's Josh and Ben. Josh and his show. After a nice, fun weekend of football. You know how it is. Whenever every game was fantastic. I said it earlier. I, I'm beginning to think the whole damn thing is uh, rigged. Because there's no way you can have two weeks in a row of incredible fun like that. It was unreal what we were getting from those those guys this weekend. It was fun. A lot of gambling went on. Did you gamble this weekend? Yeah. You did? I bet. uh, I bet. uh, We talked about it earlier. uh, uh, So, if you missed it, um, they uh, they had some issues at halftime on TV. As the network of the NFL for Rise. As we welcome Griffey nominated singer-songwriter Walker Hayes. He's got time filled and he's burning them. Open, but he is able to move outside and find Tyreek Hill. 
I'm embarrassed for the Grammys that this guy is nominated for one or has been. Is it for this, for that song? No Or way. for something else? Let well, me look this up. Cause... Well, the guy literally in the background just said that it's Grammy-nominated uh, singer-songwriter. You didn't hear Maybe that? Maybe there was like other... I, I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> well, I'm thinking uh... that, that, that somehow... He had to have written something for someone else that's Grammy nominated. There's no way that song is nominated for a Grammy. That is, of course, Fancy Like by Walker Hayes, the worst song ever written and performed. So that's nominated for a Grammy for that song. That song is nominated Nominee for a Grammy. Nominee for Best Country Song. What does it's that a, say about country music? It's a writing award. That is a horrible song. It's so bad. How could a song be that atrocious and be nominated for a Grammy? And there's a lot of bad country, but I, I'm not one of these new country haters. There's some of it I really enjoy. You know, it's fun. It's, you know, about drinking and Jesus and and going out to the bonfire and, and your lady and stuff. And I'm all about that, right? How your body's like a back road mm-hmm. and what have you. I don't like that song. I think Sam Hunt is the worst. But um, all that said, somehow that song was nominated for a Grammy, huh? Yeah. I've told you a billion times, people, that awards mean absolutely nothing. They are a farce. And let that be an example of that. But uh, Josh Ennis Show, Led Zeppelin and Black Dog on the Rock. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, Josh Ennis Show. Dr. Johnny Fever died over the weekend. Howard Hessman was 81 years old. 81 was Howard Hessman. And uh, he died. Everybody loves Dr. Johnny Fever, right? Who doesn't? The doctor. Now the money man. With a little help from Ronnie Spector. Take me home tonight. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Ennis Show. So I stumbled across something on Instagram just a second ago on the Charlie Daniels uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. They said on this day back in 1994, so this would have been two days ago actually, or yesterday, on this day, January 30th, 1994, Charlie joins the acts on stage at the Super Bowl halftime show. And I'm like, Charlie Daniels was in the Super Bowl halftime show? Listen to this lineup in the Super Bowl halftime show in 1994 and tell me if this wouldn't be considered the whitest, most racist halftime show ever by 2022 standards. Okay, go. It's just white people, but (laughs) uh, Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, who, by the way, drew a lot of controversy at the World Series Mm -hmm. because he's, I don't know if he's an anti-vaxxer or what. I mean, he's a white dude with a mullet. He probably voted for Trump, so he's the devil. Uh, And uh, the Judds. Yeah. So that's the light. Think about this Super Bowl halftime show. Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. And here's the songs they all performed, okay? Clint Black sang a song called Tuckered Out. I don't even think that was a hit. I've never, unless I'm off, I've never even heard of that song. Then Tanya Tucker comes in and she sings, Well, it's a little too late to do the right thing now, okay? Travis Tritt comes in. And he sings, I smell T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. Then the Judds, well, Winona Judd rolls in, looking like a linebacker, and she sings No One Else on Earth. Okay? Then the Judds get together, and they sing Love Can Build a Bridge. That was the halftime show in that 1994. Like a, a downer halftime show. In 1994. Like, can you imagine they trot out four country singers for the Super Bowl halftime show and live to tell about it? There's no way in hell they could. No. They, they roll out the Rolling Stones and people say they're outdated and old, right? But what I find funny about this 
is that so the Super Bowl halftime show in the years where it was Tom Petty, people said, oh, it's just another old white guy. Or when it was uh, Paul McCartney, oh, it's just another old white guy. Rolling Stones, a bunch of old white guys. Aerosmith, a bunch of old white guys. People hate it when it's uh, Prince was in there. People love the Prince. Bruce Springsteen played one. Oh, we got too many old white people. We need to hippen it up. Then they hippened it up with the weekend, and the people hated the weekend. So it's either too old, whatever. No one's ever happy. Then this year, it's just old rappers. I'm pretty excited about this one. Th- that, that's what I don't get. Why are people so excited about old rappers? But when it's old rock stars, it's like, oh my god, another old. Oh my god, Paul McCartney's out here. Dr. Dre, when's the last time Dr. Dre did anything relevant other than, you know, headphones? Yeah. Or Eminem. Who the hell cares about Eminem? So you just trot out all these old ass uh, rappers, and that's cool. Like, got oh a new ish rapper on there. Uh, who's Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Still, he's my, fairly new. But my point in all of this is when you get old rockers, it's, oh my God, this is too outdated. Then you get a guy who's been rapping since the mid 80s, and it's like, no, he's cool. No, he's he is totally relevant and current. I don't like it. I have nothing against that halftime show. I just have everything against people who are hypocritical. If you're going to rip the old rockers, then rip the old rappers too. The Josh Innes Show on 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Innes Show. It is Josh in battle today. Glad you guys are with us. Do you see where Disney wants to, uh, fans want to replace Aerosmith and the Rock and Roller Coaster ride? Yeah, I think you and I talked about that a couple weeks ago. With new bands, and they said ACDC's one of them? I did, I, that one I didn't know. I was unaware of that. But now I know. But this is Aerosmith. They played the Super Bowl halftime show once, and people said they were old and white. But just imagine Tanya Tucker were playing the halftime show. That happened. Sweet emotion. 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Sweet emotion. It's Aerosmith. Josh Ennis Show and Blind Melon. It's no rain on the rock. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. It's White Snake, and here I go again. Josh Ennis Show, we're getting out of here today. Should be a really good day today, from what I gather, weather-wise, in terms of uh, not being too cold. That's good. So we got that going for us. I'm going to go catch up on some sleep being jet lagged from this weekend. Oh, poor battle had to be. It's a four-hour flight. It's not even a four-hour. That's like an hour flight. I had, no. So so going to and By St. the way, Louis, so you went to St. Louis, by yes, the way. Yes, I went Battle to St. Louis St. over the weekend, went to the Royal Rumble. So my flight Friday went from here to Kansas City. I had an, a 45-minute sit on the plane and then fly to St. Louis. Okay. And then coming back. I flew directly from St. Louis to Nashville. Okay, so you're not selling me on this whole jet lag thing. How are you jet lagged? Because I'm just so tired from it. Because I had the thing that threw me off, and I was sleeping pretty much heavily over the weekend and even yesterday, was just, you know, sitting on the plane for 45 minutes just waiting in Kansas City. That's what killed me. And then going in there. I don't fly very often, so I see. there's a thing. <laughs> gotcha. All right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. The Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Bon Jovi, live at the Bridgestone Arena, April 30th. Listen weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. with The Josh Innes Show and 4, 10 p.m. with Big Rig for your chance to win tickets. More info at 1059therock.com.
105.9 The Rock. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.